Hello and welcome to episode 141 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Not bad man, not bad. Not bad? Have you not, what have you been up to the last week or so? Well, watched, just watched anything good? Absorbing some crazy non-horror content. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's some of it's horror-esque, and some of it is not horror at all. Yeah, I mean, um, we did have some zombie scenes in a recent yeah, that's TV true. show. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll get to all that good stuff. Of course, it's been a pretty insane week. If you're into these sort of things, of course, we're going to be talking Game of Thrones episode three. Um, we're going to be talking about a little movie called Endgame, um, and. Yeah, all that good stuff at the end of the show. I mean, we um, might talk about Prodigy as well, right? Yeah, potentially. I was going to say, yes, we should probably talk about the name of the episode, which is <laughs> The Prodigy, um, a movie that got a very small release early on this year and is now available on demand. So we have now checked it out. Um, so we'll get to that shortly. But let's just go straight into the news because we have so much to get through. Um, but luckily, there isn't that much news. Um here's a, here's a small update for you, really. Kind of the one that keeps hanging on, Critters. We can't oh, God, just... It's hard to avoid these little it. buggers. <laughs> um, we talked last week that, yeah, the movie called Critters Attack got a certificate uh, rating uh, in America. And, yeah, it was all but going to be confirmed. The movie the I'm of... interested in getting a rating. Yeah. Um, we'll Boiler for later, we'll news. get to that. Um, but, uh, yeah, kind of, it, they got the whole blowout. We got a trailer and a release date. Um, so it's out July 23rd um, on sort of DVD and Blu-ray and everything, coming to Sci-Fi in October. Um, and a trailer. I'm assuming you did not see this trailer. <laughs> no, I did. I hell. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, they didn't show it before Endgame as well, which I was really surprised. I about. mean, I um, watched uh, like six, eight minute trailers for a Critters <laughs> thing earlier on for, for an entire episode of this show. So I'm not I'm not watching any more Critters trailers. Well, you'll be watching a movie July 23rd. Um, but, well, I hope we get rubbish UK distribution, so we yes. can't. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks like a Critters movie. Like I would say the only the only take from the trailer I had, other than, oh, oh they're doing this again, was that the Critters looked way better in the trailer than they did on the sci-fi show. Um, Is there any um, token, like, hilarious washed-out actor in it? You know, like I'm thinking a Michael Madsen or a Bruce Well, the Campbell. only thing they have going for it is that they have Dee Wallace returning, who was, I believe, okay. in the original Critters. Yeah, she was um, in the OG, weren't she? And yeah, with this being the first movie in 27 years, it's pretty insane, really. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to add. I saw the trailer and was just like, huh, oh, okay, they're doing this again. Like, it's re- it is really weird, given the fact that, you know, what we've just had with the Shudder series. And mm. obviously we talked about this before we even knew about the Shudder series. And so it really feel like they came in, swept any sort of momentum or excitement that would even remotely exist for Critters and just completely killed it. <laughs> um, so I have to imagine that they're fuming, the people that actually made this movie. Oh yeah, be they fun. must be. Because I had I had hype for some Critters, like mm. we said on the on the show. But then when we saw what we saw, I'm like, nah, fuck these little guys. I, I don't. I never see see him again. Exactly, and that's so unfair on, <laughs> on this film. So, like, yeah, I feel for them already. Like you say, the movie could be awful, but like, I feel for them anyway. As always, um, we'll do the hard work. Exactly, um, we will watch it and but we'll yeah, pass this, judgment. This next one I'm more excited about. Um, it's kind of it's one of those things, really. We, you always assume it, but it's nice to see it confirmed. Um, is that the Twilight Zone has been confirmed for a second season? Nice. Um, I mean, if Castle Rock got a season two, right? <laughs> that is a good way of looking at it um because no one watched that season other than us yeah um, i feel like there's hope for the 4400 season five yeah who knows um Mahushler is like he'd be he'd be the one maybe it's a passion project for him exactly he, wants to bring he could back. bring it back at this point yeah <laughs> um <laughs> 
but no, yes, yeah, Twilight Zone obviously is ten episodes in the first season. We're halfway through that. Um, we won't talk about that this week because we've got way too much to talk about. But we'll we'll talk about it in the future. And we'll have a little, yeah, we'll have a little blowout because we haven't talked about it since episode three now. Um, so True. we'll have a good two or three to talk about in the coming weeks. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited about it. Um, I've actually started watching the original Twilight Zone as well. Um, don't know if I ever have t- time to talk about it, but it's funny watching a TV show from 1959. Um, yeah, fair play, you- man. You're just like, they don't have any money in the slightest, especially <laughs> watching this the same week of Game of Thrones. It was a hell of an experience. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, that's probably the two ends of the television spectrum right there. Isn't it really it? is. Like, I mean, episode one has one actor in it throughout. The yeah. 90% I mean, you know, I, I imagine that there definitely has been TV shows over the years with more of a budget, but something <laughs> with no budget from the 50s in comparison <laughs> to Game of Thrones season eight, episode three. Yeah, Jesus it was Christ, man. it was fun, and I yeah. enjoyed them equally. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, but, uh, you either have really low expectations of Game of Thrones, <laughs> or you've, you've were batshit crazy watching Twilight. <laughs> we shall find out later. Um, and yeah, this next one, um, before we get into a hype train update, um, just a small update really in, in regards to us um, is that the DVD and Blu-ray release is June eighteenth. <laughs> which is awesome. It's uh, not too far away. No, it's not too far away at all. And they kind of, they've revealed a bunch of the extras. Um, I'm not going to go into it here because not only is there a lot, but there are very spoilery just explaining what the extras are <laughs> really about. Really fantastic. Um, yeah, because obviously they're getting into what the actual film is about. And so, um, but it's cool to see, like, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see how they did this effect. And, oh, mm. this is, he's going to explain this part of the plot. And Well, even just, I mean, we've spoke about it, the whole doppelganger thing. Like, yeah. I'd be interested to see how that worked on actually filming it because it was so effective. Exactly. There's a there's an entire feature called Tethered Together. Um, making a movie is hard. Making a movie where all the main cast play dual roles can be downright mind-bending. In this extra, filmmakers, cast and crew discuss some of the technical challenges into making the film, as well as some of the I mean, design exactly choices for characters. Um, yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, there's deleted scenes. Uh, the only thing missing from this, which I was disappointed about, and hopefully they'll add it, is a director's commentary. Um, it doesn't oh, say strange. that on here. Yeah. And yeah, I, I loved Jordan's uh, commentary on Get Out. Um, Does it mention commentary at all, though? No, no commentary no, at all. Probably, it's, it's mostly just behind-the-scenes stuff and deleted yeah. scenes that a few yeah. outtakes. Um, it's rare for something these days not to have a commentary of any sort. Yeah, I, I hope they'll do it. Um, but yeah, cannot wait. Cannot wait to own that movie. Um, and yeah, then we, we're going to bring you to a hype drain. This is actually, I mean... This is real hype. It kind of is real, yeah. It no, is progress. Is real. It's progress. It's real. It's not anything massively solid other than just words, I guess. But it is, it's something. Um, yeah, but it means that it's something outside of Rob at this point. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of, it broke before this post, really, that um, that Free From Hell had, in fact, received a rating from the it MPAA. It hours after our last week episode. Yeah, which <laughs> we is crazy. But then Rob posted about it on Instagram. So I feel like, mm. yeah, just to sum up, he said, uh, well, Free From Hell has officially received an R rating from the MPAA for strong sadistic violence, language throughout, sexual content, graphic nudity, and drug use. Uh, yep, that sounds about right. Sounds like a Rob Zombie Seriously, movie. would you expect anything else from these fucking rejects? Um, and yeah, that was kind of the initial post. And then he, he talking he, about the ratings board or his rejects. Yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds like, cause yeah, he always has a struggle with the MPAA does our Rob. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then he posted a lengthier update I'm a on Facebook. Bit, I'm a little bit disappointed that it kind of seemed to have sailed through the ratings, to be honest. I don't I yeah. think he scale back too much. 
so so he posted here this is kind of a smaller update really where he said um as you may have heard we finally received our r rating this was a very long process and, uh, for maybe us, not then. <laughs> <laughs> and for us a couple of months behind schedule um it's a drag to be sure but that's the way it goes anyway that is the reason you haven't seen a trailer yet we are currently working on a trailer and hope to get it out in the world asap um i know it seems like you've been waiting forever uh well i've been working on this film every day for the last two years well you have been torn a lot mm, well. i was gonna say you've been torn with marilyn um, manson for a while bro <laughs> <laughs> um, he said, actually, my first conversations with Lion, uh, Lionsgate about doing this movie began over three years ago. Um, it's been a long and wild ride and it's all been worth it. I'm sure you agree once you get to see Free From Hell in all its bloody glory splashed across the big screen. Um, At interesting. Fest 2019. <laughs> first time he's uh, mentioned another production company there, to my mm-hmm. knowledge. Um, I always wondered if this would be with Lionsgate. Or, um, and so, yeah, that's cool to see confirmed. Um mm. But yeah, I imagine we, you know, this time next week we might be talking about a trailer. Who knows? Yeah, um, oh, it's in- it's interesting as well that obviously he talk about the struggles with the rating after what I just said because kind of you, you you want there to be a rub. You know what mm. I mean? Like if it had a sailed through, so you know, I'd, I'd prefer. You know, I want to see something. It felt like forever for us to see thirty one, but when we got in front of it, it was an amazing experience. So like, I want that than oh, there's a Rob Zombie movie that came out and I wasn't hyped for, and it's mm. just suddenly in front of me and it's not what I want. Like, give me yeah. the full experience. Yeah, so this is awesome news. Like, the f- I mean, it's done now. Like, that's kind of the craziest thing about yeah. all of this. It's like, for all the jokes about it's finished or completed, like, no, yeah, no, no, it's, it's done. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. Like, a completed movie has been seen by other people who have had to rate it. So, yeah, other what than cutting job, a trailer eh? and finding a... I guess, I don't know if he has a, a worldwide distributor or anything like that, but of course, yeah, I mean, this... I mean, I feel like it might just go out on his Insta right now. Mm. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. Um, but as yeah, long as, it, as long as it's not on bloody Shudder, then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just you a Shudder for this movie. Could you imagine it? Just, I'd love that so much. Um, oh my God, it would blow my mind. But yeah, we're close. We're getting there. We're getting there. Like the hype train that felt like the journey would never end. I feel like the journey is, is coming to an end. I feel like the final destination sad. is, you know only like two stops away now yeah exactly like, like, once trailer. we see that trailer we'll yeah. know like, it's like oh okay like this is actually a thing and of course it'll be like and you can see the whole movie at fright fest 2019 yeah. um but yeah that was it that was quite a lot really to get through um shall we talk about this week's film yeah go on then let's talk about the prodigy Yeah, like I said at the top of the show, obviously very small release, kind of. Mm. I think like mostly it came out in the US in February. Um, I think it was supposed to be scheduled either late Feb or early March for us in the UK. Um, it was definitely one of those delayed ones. It wasn't worldwide. Um, yeah, definitely. And, but then obviously it didn't do well in the US. I, th- I think it, it grossed like under 20 million, which is not a huge amount. You know, it's not womp, womp. terrible, but it's not great either. I mean, um, it only had a budget of six. Yeah, which is like, again, and this movie wasn't marketed insanely. So who knows? Like they might have just about broke even. Um, but yeah, then they kind of seemingly pulled it in worldwide territories because we assumed we would get it in our big I feel like they felt cinemas. like they were going to get picked up by Netflix and then and they didn't and we're like shit <laughs> yeah they're like oh wait we've got to put this out yeah. on our own dime like, like we cast your girl like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, nah. now we good 
So obviously, and then they kind of brought. I feel it felt like they brought forward anyway the digital and and Blu-ray release because yeah, like April after this just came out in Feb very quickly. Um, and so yeah, we have now seen it. So yeah, do you want to give us a sort of synopsis of this one? Yeah, I will. I will do my best not to sing Firestarter throughout as well. <laughs> um, no, no promises, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those great movies that as soon as you Google it, you get everything other than this movie. Yeah. And you can even get various movies that are very similar to this that aren't this yes. movie that did come out <laughs> last year. Um, so, yeah, this movie um, basically kind of centers around a mother and um, her son. Um, uh, there is kind of a father as well, but it's more the mother and son relationship and kind of um, it, it starts right from kind of the... the um, son who's called miles kind of give um when he was born and kind of we get to see his kind of early years through like the opening credits and kind of showing that he's a lot more advanced kind of talks early and is intelligent and everything else um we'll talk about the opening scene when you bring in your weekly segment um of <laughs> is there an unnecessary opening you scene? Remembered. um <laughs> you are welcome that's two <laughs> weeks now um and um yeah, we kind of see that he's super intelligent and kind of they're trying to push him in that way. We then, as the movie kind of starts, we find out that he's also kind of got this dark side and um, kind of I think the first thing we see him do is kind of kill a spider where he just kind of holds a spider in his hands and then just closes his fist and kind of we see him kind of um, beat up a classmate and kind of a couple of things like that where we start to find that he's troubled Um and kind of the the movie is then kind of the which I thought was really interesting. Kind of the the mother's kind of um, realization that something's wrong with her son and that there is a problem and that she's scared of her son. But then mm. also she's kind of it's her son and she'll do anything for him and wants to protect him as well. And this kind of real interesting tussle between kind of you know looking after your child and being terrified of your child that they're gonna like kill you and others mm. um is kind of like you know where where we end up with the movie um i guess we'll get into the reason why because it's at some point because it is fairly obvious from the opening scene of this movie where where the kind of rationale behind his kind of actions comes from um but i at least skirt around it for the initial kind of uh synopsis um, yeah, it's difficult because it is it's something that like i didn't know going in no me um, neither but it is the opening scene yeah um, <laughs> like i can't remember the trailer but i can't imagine it shows that mm, um no. especially with the with the marketing for this movie it was, was it was all him in that line. halloween outfit more than anything kind yeah of, um, and it's kind of saying like what's wrong with miles yeah and it kind of tells you really early on like yeah. it doesn't spell it out for you but i mean it kind of does Mm. and because because obviously the i thought it was more supernatural because it seems like he just kind of has this you know way about him that's creepy and obviously uh, what's the gun film that's coming out um the gun bright, film. uh bright burn bright oh bright burn yeah yeah bright burn yeah um i kind of thought it was more like potentially supernaturally kind of like what that is um mm. and maybe his you know that's where he got it from but yeah very early on we kind of discover that's not the case um but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the movie in a nutshell. Mm. Uh, yeah, so want to take the lead on this one? 
Yeah, I mean, this movie I, I thought was quite interesting, really. It, it kind of surprised me in, in a few ways where I just, you know, this wasn't a movie that I was excited for, to be honest, mm. um, in, in the grand scheme of the things that we cover for this show. Like, it wasn't at the bottom of the list, certainly, but, it, but the fact that it came and went with almost no real excitement in the community is always kind of a... Uh, a mini red flag where it's yeah. like oh you know the people that did see it didn't didn't really become attached to it um, i mean apart from you crazy crazy people that saw unfriended dark web and didn't talk about it yeah exactly which you know that's what i mean like it does happen so you can't always gauge that but mm. i was like oh, okay this movie came and went and it's like it's something that i did want to see anyway um as far as this subgenre, i guess of like because this starts to go into possession and all that stuff stuff like we've talked about it to the death like there, there are so many things about that that i'm not that into um yeah. what i really liked about this movie is that it's not like a lot of those um it's not your typical possession movie in the slightest mm. um i should probably not shouldn't say in the slightest but like it goes different ways it's not yeah. like this isn't oh my god my kid is possessed by a ghost let's call yeah, a priest. let's, go let's get have a cross yeah, yeah like all of that stuff like it doesn't go in that direction at all which i loved like mm-hmm. i've said this before on the show like the the insistence on kind of christianity and christian beliefs in yeah, regards to the possession god, genre god versus demon you know yeah kind of. it's something that i'm we, just personally when we watched sick of. the nun was like mm. the most egregious one we've seen recently and albeit you know that movie was fairly enjoyable it yeah it's just kind of it has been done to death and it just feels Definitely. it feels outdated at this point yeah it's a trope that they unnecessarily lean on and this yeah. this movie shows that oh no you can still do the same type of movie because that's exactly yeah. what this movie is it's a creepy... i don't think there was a shot of someone holding a bible in this entire movie which i know like it was very much it. It was i would have a... given you good money on there being a bible in this movie yeah, it, it was a psychological take on it as opposed mm. to like a um, religious religious take on it, which I mm. liked. It was very much kind of okay. This this kid isn't normal. How do we actually use the realms of kind of like science and psychology to try and figure out what's going on? And of course, they take leaps because that's what this movie is about. Like, it's not based upon reality. Um, but I just like that personally was my biggest takeaway from it was oh, okay. This movie shows that this subgenre of any type of possession doesn't always have to center around these tropes. Um, yeah and so i like the fact I really that the, the the child didn't actually do anything um you know like crazy kind of contortion or anything like mm. that he, he was you know for, for the lion share fairly normal just kind yeah. of did these weird things it's more about him kind of playing these dual roles in an acting role than kind of Suddenly he's like crawled and on his back, yeah. like all contorted. It's like, oh yeah, you're evil. Like, no, it was just the subtle changes. Yeah, this is more like a multi personality disorder, ones, isn't it? Than yeah, like a yeah, straight up possessed know. by a ghost or demon yeah. type situation. Yeah. Um, so that's um, that aspect I really enjoyed. I really thought the acting was really strong. Um, in particular, the kid and the mom dynamic, like. Yeah, they they were both knocked out of the park, and that was something that I was a bit nervous going into um, yeah. to this movie because knowing obviously Taylor Schilling just from Orange Is the New Black, mm. um, which I really love, um, that character she plays in that Piper is so like well, she's the most unmumsy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's not maternal in the slightest, and so going yeah. into this, when I saw her cast and you see her, you know, holding her child and stuff in the posters, and that, I was thinking like, oh, okay, is this just because she got a bit of fame off a Netflix show? She wants to do a movie, and she's thrown into a role that she's potentially 
potentially not suited for. And in actual fact, this just goes to show you what good actors do is the fact yeah. that no, 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 she's just a good actor. So like she was, you know, she's playing a role in Orange, which is completely different to this, and she nails it. But here she is, where she's playing a really maternal role. She's supposed to be really caring for a child, and I really believed it, and I really felt yeah. like there was a connection between the two of them. Um, and that definitely stems from the acting from both of them. And yeah, as far I as the, I think that's the strongest part of this movie. Hmm. Like you the know, lead as well, obviously yeah. Miles, who's the star of the show. Um, he was brilliant for like such a little kid to really nail yeah. these different roles. And we've spoke a lot about like strong child actors, but it's mm. rare that we've found um, someone in this sort of movie good because yeah. I always find like the second the, the 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 child actor like starts to put on this like smirky face and look mm. evil, I'm just like oh so cheesy. But in this one. He did it a bit, but it wasn't. Mm. It just wasn't as egregious. Like it didn't. It didn't wind me up in this movie. Yeah, generally you get into that overacting territory where it's mm. like, okay, now mm. they have to really make it obvious that they're possessed by a demon. And, and yeah, this yeah. is more subtle. This has yeah, some really cool moments. did, for example. Yeah, so many movies. But yeah, that yeah. definitely did it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah, a recent more... kind of child, evil child one that we've seen. Yeah. Whereas this, like you say, had more subtleties. It had like these cool moments where you didn't know which miles you were getting. And that was one of the coolest Mm -hmm. aspects throughout the movie was like, you know, he's still in there and he's still this innocent child, but he also clearly has this other being about him, which is very evil and is very going to do bad things. Um, So that dynamic I really enjoyed. So overall, like I, I really liked this movie. It, It was it's a little bit unremarkable in regards to it's, it's difficult to get excited for this movie, given especially what we've seen this week. Mm. Um, and so I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I didn't want that to be a part of this review, but like context is important. And the fact yeah. that I'd seen another movie this week, which we'll talk about later on and a TV show, which were just so exceptional. And so it was very difficult to then get myself geared up for something. Mm. But even having said that, I still enjoyed this. Like it wasn't a waste of time. Um, it, it provided something different to a very tired, subgenre for me um it's not something that i'll necessarily think about a lot having now watched it um i don't think i'd ever want to rewatch it um and it's not really going to stay in my mind but like giving when i was watching it i was interested from moment to moment and there was only one period in the middle of the movie where i felt went a bit slow and a bit dull um because yeah. it kind of it was very obvious where they were going to go with the story and i was just waiting for them to get to that moment but then when yeah. they got to that moment great payoff and i really enjoyed the ending as well um but yeah, that was that was what. What did you think of it, sort of overall? Mm, I I'm fairly similar lines to you. I think I was a bit more conflicted. Kind of, there were things that did gripe me about the movie. I, mm. I definitely overall enjoyed it, and I think um, you know, as you've said, their relationship was the the kind of um, the staple of this movie, and you either had to buy that or not. And I 100% did, and kind of, I really enjoyed that parental struggle versus kind of your own natural instincts to get away from danger where she's like you know i don't know if my son's gonna attack me but it's my son i need to protect him and it was Mm. a really interesting uh battle kind of one of the scenes which i really enjoyed was kind of when um he is she wakes up from a bad dream and he's standing in the doorway and asks can he can he get in her bed tonight (laughs) Mm. and like just that whole scene because i was like oh my God, like, you know, her as a parent just wants to nurture them and say, yeah, and look after them. But then she's also terrified of him. Mm. And it was kind of like that conflict was done, I thought, really well. Yeah. Um, The thing that kind of griped me about this movie was kind of how simple it all was and Mm. how this kind of out there reason for his behavior 
just became like just landed instantly in the lap and was just accepted as the correct thing and it's kind of like there was no journey it no. was just kind of like oh this crazy shit's gone down and this is the reason why and i was like wow that was convenient yeah. and then kind of the finale kind of just like you say it just kind of presented itself and that was very simplistic as well and obvious and then kind of i kind of felt the conclusion was was also kind of right there all along do you know what i mean and it was just yeah. very not not that i necessarily wanted a twist or anything like that but there there was the characters all just seemed to kind of float along to mm. the, like and there was it just kind of everything just landed really easy and kind of when there's something like this that's so messed up i kind of thought like you know they'd be seeing specialists and then kind of this out there one turns up but literally they just went to like local gp and they're like i know a guy he'll he'll sort this and the guy was just like yep the crazy mm. thing that's what it is you know it's um you know I, i'm sure we've had gripes in the past where these kind of movies they're just like we know as the audience viewer what's going on and they go around circles for ages to get there but this was just a little too convenient and wrapped up um mm. i think um you know in terms of the actual kind of um horror that's going on throughout like I say, I enjoyed the dynamic between the mum and son, but I never felt like the son was overly kind of intimidating and kind of what he had done. It never kind of escalated as much as it needed to mm. kind of like when you watch like, um, you know, uh, say for example, like Halloween remake where you kind of got Michael and you're showing him kind of killing an animal and then attacking the child and you're like oh and then he then he kills the child and then he kills family members and kill blah 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 and there's that escalation it never really escalated to the point that i really wanted it to like mm -hmm. we knew the ultimate goal goal but i wanted there to be more escalation between there and then there was only one real aim and so th there wasn't like a, a great deal of horror elements i i thought in the movie kind of um a couple of things that happened were were drawn out. It's hard to kind of say without spoiling, but kind of yeah. one of the one of the evil things that that, that he does, you, you pretty much know straight away what what's happened. It's a fairly yeah. common thing, and it kind of went on for a chunk of the movie, and then the scene where it became a realization went on for a long time as well. And ultimately, I didn't really find it that great, and you know that that scene and and um that was kind of one of the major kind of horror suspenseful moments um mm. for me it was the the relationship between the two of them like i say more kind of um the mum's conflict between like you know kind of protection and scared, scared of her son mm. um that was the bit i enjoyed but and, and yeah like you say i just think by the end of it for a subgenre i'm not that interested in yeah this one was okay but i will I, i'm not going to be thinking about it and yeah would have no dreams to ever watch it again so it's kind of yeah. you know been and gone and unremarkable but you know all right <laughs> yeah like definitely that middle part of the movie was what yeah is interesting to me because like you say i feel like we can kind of talk a little bit more specific i guess but um yeah. Once you once you realize that like kind of like Miles is not alone, I guess, in his own body, and so it's like, okay, yeah. how are we going to fix this problem? We need to save our child. It, yeah. They they like you say they get presented with one option, 
And then that option is then lingered on throughout the entire movie. Yeah. And then the mum kind of takes it into her, her own hands and is like, right, I know the solution. I'm going to fix this problem. But then there's no real like end goal or end aim after that. It is just like, well, I'm going to do this one thing and hopefully that's just going to save my kid's life. And it kind of happens and you feel like, oh, okay, this is a horrific thing that's happened, but at least her kid is saved. And then, yeah, it's kind of getting into the end of it really, but it just doesn't, I don't know, something about it just didn't really add up to me where it was like, we, we yeah. went a different way with the ending. Um, so that, that yeah, aspect that, is really weird I, I didn't. I didn't like the ending, if I'm mm. honest. I didn't. Um, I, don't I liked think it, it up was... until the final scene, I think. Yeah, I yeah, I liked, I liked the end scene. Um, I guess may, maybe we'll we'll talk about that a bit more when we get into spoilers. I think we can go into it with not not crazy detail, but we can yeah. at least be a bit less vague. I think yeah, so this has been out for over, quite a while. This yeah, one. overall with recommendations, I think like um, I wouldn't give it a strong recommendation. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's entirely watchable. It's one of these things that kind of on or on demand or something. It's worth your time. I wouldn't be paying to see it. Um, yeah. If you're a fan of these type of movies, you know, as we've said at Nauseam, we're not. And I still, I found this one pretty good. Mm. So, you know, but, but yeah, it's certainly one that I'm, I'm not going to be singing from the rooftops about this movie or, or massively recommending it to people. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Waste of time. Like, it's not um, anything special. Um, it's not anything that's kind of reinventing the wheel or anything like that. I just think that, like you say, for, for me personally, as someone who is not really enjoying these movies, this was mm. one of the ones that I actually liked. And yeah, given the recent stuff we've seen, where like I thought this was way better than Pet Cemetery. And, yeah, and I was going like to say that. I enjoyed this more than Pet Cemetery, and that's like surprising to me. Like, if you'd have said it to me at the start of the year, I really mm. would have expected it because that was way more something that I was interested in. And like, I think this deals with all of those a lot of similar themes and does it way better it has way more uh better scenes of tension way better acting and yeah just a just a better overall movie but yeah yeah i would i would i would give this a recommend like just as something different because um like i said i think if you're into this type of stuff anyway you're probably already going to see this um because it was one of the bigger ones but even as someone like myself who you know is not excited for these possession type movies i thought it ticked a lot of boxes that i usually don't get from those movies and like i say even though it doesn't go the whole hog and it doesn't keep me interested throughout all of it i definitely think the middle drags um and even Mm. i really liked a lot of the ending stuff like the ending moment i guess the ending scene they're trying to get to is like come on like you're trying to just it's that thing of yeah, like trying to give us point. too much and and almost trying to linger it on if there's going to be a sequel and stuff yeah, like that i feel like kind of the end scene of the omen is kind of really what they looked at and was like christ that was a powerful end scene and they kind <laughs> yeah. of wanted something like that and i'm like mm, yeah you know the, the one thing i will give it credit for and there's been a few a few of these movies later and this is slightly spoilery um but like so i won't get to specifics especially the other movies we've seen but we've <laughs> seen a few movies this year that have really downbeat endings um yeah and that's something that you don't generally see so that's something that i want to give all of the movies credit for really is like i like that i feel challenged as a viewer and it's not always the case of this is the problem here's the solution and it all gets wrapped up in a nice bow by the end i kind of like that it's not just your traditional one last scare moment which certainly some of these movies do have are you talking about infinity war (laughs) yeah that's one of them um 
that's what started it really that was the trend um <laughs> it, it, it may well be like that's safe to talk about that now right yeah we won't we won't be going that in, we won't be spoiling avengers don't worry guys yeah don't worry um but, um yeah i don't know really I, to me personally that was something because even though i don't want yeah. of course all of my movies to have these really downbeat endings but i like no, i respect it count. i respect it and i want it to happen because i don't always want to expect the happy ending yeah you know and then when i get the happy ending, i feel like it is more deserved because sometimes you're just like oh yeah hmm. everyone's happy um so we we did brush over it but what how do you rate the opening in your matt bullshit opening credit rule <sighs> this like, is difficult because yeah. last week i think that um you, I can't you put even it in the bullshit which, box yeah i can't even remember what movie it was i was the silence wasn't it yeah the um, yeah. yeah whereas you kind of and disagreed I, and i gave and, that a pass yeah. yeah so this one to me like in terms of black and white on paper does this have a bullshit horror opening yes it does but it does actually serve a purpose. Um, similar, I guess, to what you said with the silence, really. So I'm probably yeah. contradicting myself. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I just enjoyed this one a bit more. But as far as a black and white answer, yes, it absolutely did. <laughs> I would say I would say this one, I give this more of a pass than the silence. Okay, good. Um, yeah, because cause the silence was a poor version of that. It set mm. up the you know what the movie is about, but in a kind of shit, cheesy way. Whereas this one did a better job of that. Um you know, uh, I guess what? kind of, shall we throw up a spoiler warning and we can just start talking about things a little bit more openly? Yeah, what, what I just will say regarding the opening scene is that that is as much as I liked the opening scene, I do actually think it would serve a better purpose not in the opening scene. Later yeah, well, the on fact the movie, that then we, we... Because they give away so much of what yeah, the film's we, actually we know, about. <laughs> yeah, I think that is the problem, kind of, you know, the, the opening scene... Um, Let's just go into spoilers now. Yeah, the opening scene basically... For at least the first half of this movie. Y- yeah, we're not going to talk ending, you know, mm. we'll, we'll, we'll skirt around it a little bit more then, but basically we find, we, we meet a serial killer at the start of this movie mm. and we a victim kind of um escaping him and kind of ultimately getting rescued and at the same time we are introduced to our family with um i've got the mother's name was it sarah yeah sarah yeah um kind of heavily pregnant and kind of on uh, about to give birth uh, as you know it was it was very uh you know it was almost child's play-esque very kind of um you know when then the serial killer starts to get chased by well he's in his own house and gets ultimately gunned down by police at the exact moment that sarah gives birth to uh, miles um and so right there we already get told kind of um uh, you know this the, the second that then um miles acts out um and doctors get involved they talk about reincarnation um like super early in the movie and kind of you know, it, it is all pieced together what has happened. Um, and yeah, I, I thought that was, like you say, interesting that the opening scene gave us all of that. And it wasn't, it wasn't like they even kind of showed this opening scene of the serial killer out of context. The fact that it kept flashing backwards and forwards between him and the police and the chase and everything else and Sarah giving birth to Miles was, and obviously like the whole eye thing as well was like, I mean, they were literally telling you what what had happened. Mm. Um, and ultimately, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of, um, you know, I, I think that's probably why I'm a bit down on it, because then the movie, like I say, I wasn't expecting like this twists and turns, but it just kind of was very simple at that point, because because we kind of knew everything. And then I needed either, you know, a really good dynamic, which I got, 
uh, or and really good suspenseful kind of with the kid going crazy which i didn't really get mm. um so so yeah that was the odd bit i think kind of um you know when we when we when we get to the end in which i'm not going to go into massive spoilers for it kind of it continues down that path because we've been told about him and kind of his obsession and then kind of the mum's realization and kind of you know when we i i really liked that scene and that kind of being like oh this is this is a cool kind of throwback to the opening we're in the final scenes and then when you get the final final moments that just felt very forced to me and mm. kind of cheap and unfair and kind yeah. of it almost made me feel like it was a pointless kind of uh journey yeah, it felt um, like a pointless endeavor where you were always going to lose anyway. Um, yeah, because I, I like that as a thing that was presented. Obviously, we get we get told that like, okay, so when a soul possesses a body, like they need to um, like achieve some sort yeah, of goal. They're, they're, yeah, they're they're they've possessed this body to fulfill a purpose, and you can get them. You know, they, he spoke. The doctor spoke about a child where he kind of wanted to say goodbye to his mother mm. who was on her deathbed, so he got reincarnated to to speak to his mother and stuff. And it's like, okay. Sounds kind of bullshitty, but makes sense and gives us like a story, so we understand the rules that they've given us in this world. Yeah, and, and then they, nice... they then they counteract those rules instantly. Yeah, well, like you say, it's nice to tie it to the original because you have that kind of moment of what happened to that girl. So I like that she's reintroduced as the one that got away, um, yeah. and then kind of I, I love the I loved that interaction with the mum and, yeah. and, and her, where it was kind of like, okay, you know why the mum's gone there? Like she buys yeah. a gun and she takes her child to see this woman, yeah. and you're like, oh, this is a horrible, horrible situation that she's been put yeah. in um and i loved all of that interactions like you're saying it felt really tense yeah and I, you I could thought, understand how she landed to that yeah. as well like but like you could see the desperation in her face like, it was never like an yeah vision would, um, would be like you know i think we've talked about that sort of morality before where it's like what do you choose over your your child and you know there's not many things and kind of you know her making that decision you know you can understand you yeah, know, it's not it's a horrible thing, but, but it was you can it was it was brilliant from. because kind of well, yeah. once you first went there, it was a case of like, oh, this is just a random person, you know, people die mm. all the time. But then she starts to befriend her, and you just know, like, yeah, oh, and she's like, oh, this is a bad kids. idea, yeah, exactly. She's, she's like, they introduced oh. the child dynamic and all yeah. of that stuff, and then I I just love that because you could just see the the difficultness in the in the choice. Mm. Um, going I thought Taylor it. did a great job in this movie, mm. actually. Yeah, you know, really good. Um, you, you touched right. upon it, but you know she really, she really did a good job of carrying it because I thought that I thought Miles was good. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Jackson is the actor's name, but I thought I thought Taylor was. was Do you fantastic. know what he's from? Um. I can't really say I placed him. No. He is Georgie in. Oh, uh, he's the Georgie. New yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I suddenly just looked at his IMDb picture, which is great because that's more. such. Yeah, obviously, that's he's in two horror films, yeah. but it's completely different. Like, yeah, he's the most innocent thing in the world. Because he's yeah. grown up so much since then. Yeah. It wasn't until I just looked at his IMDb picture. I was like, Shit, <laughs> he's been cool. in a few horror stuff, actually, a few TV yeah. stuff as well. So he's definitely, this is something that he's interested in, which is cool. Mm. Um, so definitely keep an eye out for him for sure. Um, but yeah, like I say, this is like this movie like doesn't nail everything. Of course, like I think the the psychologist character is a bit weird as well. Like he serves yeah. a purpose early on, and then for no real reason, like even though they give you a reason, it's kind of bullshit. Um, because he's the one who tells Sarah what's actually happening and what she needs to do, and then he just disappears yeah. from the movie. And then with the conclusion yeah. of this movie, given where this movie ends and where Miles goes, you kind yeah. of have to ask yourself, where the hell is he in all of this? Ah, he just pieced out, like because <laughs> they kind of. I, I liked the the kind of 
because it was one of the real like evil miles mm. moments we got him with with that doctor yeah and i thought that was, was done well and i did yeah. enjoy that yeah and then for the doctor to kind of just call him up though, yeah right? yeah and just kind of thought that there'd be no repercussions of that yeah and, <laughs> and, there then, was, and then kind of like peace out again i was like well, yeah you're kind of a piece of shit for doing that <laughs> that should have been some cool moment where he maybe secretly wrote down a note to her or something like in the moment like and yeah then, and then kind of desperately left but the fact that he had time to think about it yeah and then calculate and then we're just like, I'm going to call her at 2 a.m. That's yeah. like the right thing to do. Yeah, for um, sure. Like this movie definitely has moments. Like say that if you pick it apart, like it's not perfect mm. by any stretch of the imagination, and I don't think either of us think it is. But yeah, it's it's an enjoyable enough, and it's yeah, it's better than a lot of stuff we've seen recently. But it's mm. also nowhere near the highs of a lot of stuff it's, we've seen. It's as again well. another one of these weird ones where it doesn't like instill a strong emotion in us. No um so we we can't rag on it and we can't like sing from the rooftops about it we're just like you know yeah. i'm not offended but i'm definitely <laughs> more positive than a lot of stuff yeah I've seen yeah recently. definitely definitely <laughs> yeah um so yeah check it out it's, it's obviously available now um that was our discussion on the prodigy uh, we'll take a short break and we'll be right back Yeah, we do have some uh, questions this week. Of course, you can By always. By the way, I did up. it. No, oh. no fire starter. No, no, no outburst. No, no fire starter. Not yet. Yeah. Listen, the show, the show is not over yet. True. Um, but uh, yeah, you can always hit us up on Twitter at SHB Pod if you ever want to send us any questions regarding horror or anything else. Um, we do have quite a few this week. Um, so the first one is from Cody, um, who says, "Dear Super Horror Broskies, uh, if you could revisit a classic horror franchise and rate them, uh, which would you choose?" Um, he also says, have you guys considered doing an episode with a fan? Um, so answer the first one first. Cool. That is a, that is a difficult one. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight in there. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to do those. I think, yeah. Uh, with, like, I don't even know how much of, like, a knowledge you have of, like, four and five, for example, mm. and, like, Freddy's Dead and stuff. I don't Very really know. Blurry. Yeah, and so I'd love to like it would be good you have a full opinion of like seeing them and obviously i'd like to take a hot take on them you know fresh take even on on them at this point as well because it's it's a franchise that's so dear to my heart um yeah yeah, so i feel like that would be top of my list Um, yeah i feel like when um, it comes to franchises i would probably agree because yeah we already did saw obviously and and i loved doing that and i feel like there isn't been much more recent stuff so then it would be the classics and for sure i think that would be the one that would be the most entertaining for sure for the show um but obviously we did do the the ranking of rob zombies films um for episode 100 yeah and i feel like that's something that is probably more in line with us um obviously not all directors do just horror movies but but kind of ranking and rating their overall horror because i would love to see the other horror movies of like yeah we've we've spoke massively off air i don't know if we spoke about it on air but kind of you know we'd love to do a wes craven one yeah like there's so many movies like deadly blessing and swamp thing and all these horror movies from wes that i just haven't seen which is Mm. a travesty and i would love like an actual reason to go back and revisit them um you picked so, up people under the stairs didn't you yeah i do have that yeah, so yeah. i still haven't watched it it's been like top of my list yeah. for the last few weeks yeah. um 
but yeah, I will be hopefully talking about that in a few weeks. But yeah, like again, another basically one. just anything to do with words. <laughs> yeah, so that would be a fun one for sure. Um, yeah, but definitely. Kind of, it's it's difficult um, for us because obviously our main focus oh, is if always we, do these... we get to see all of the screen movies anyway. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Um, yeah, definitely screen for sure. Um, but yeah, like obviously our main focus is always going to be these new horror movies. Um, yeah, and so we like to make exceptions for obviously Saw and different things. But it's especially it's always a huge commitment. Like whether we did Nightmare on Elm Street or Wes Craven, like these are loads of films, and so whether we do them in one show, like that's a lot of work. I mean, mm. it would obviously take away from the new releases. And obviously since we started like over three years now, um, it's been really great to see that. I feel like from when we started in March, 2016, kind of any of the remotely major horror releases in that period we should have covered yeah um, and i'm really proud of that the fact that people can look back on it and be like wow what are the big releases and kind of i want that to continue going forward definitely um, and so yeah we've always we've always thing. tried to look forward you know yeah. hype train you know we're exactly. always kind of looking for the next thing that's kind of what we're thirsty for um yeah there's so much good shit to look back on uh and so much conversation already had on it i think kind mm. of for, for like the anniversary um shows and that sort of thing that's where it's fun um yeah but, but it is a lot of work yeah but never say yeah. never because like i say we've been definitely. obviously we've been talking about especially like the wes stuff for a while like pretty much since before we started the show um so yeah we'll have mm. to do that at some point mm. um and yeah the next question have you guys considered doing an episode with a fan um kind of tying into what i was just talking about really like absolutely considered it um we've only really done a couple of episodes that weren't just us two um and mm. it's for multiple reasons really like it's difficult obviously to schedule it um yeah like it's it's difficult for us to get together and do this kind of similar time every week let alone adding other people which yeah and that's two brothers that like (laughs) yeah should be able to sync up i think it's definitely something i'd like to do for again like um i have um you know toyed with the idea of for something like a 150 doing something Mm. like that that's not like a big you know 200 but something to celebrate it i mean you know, definitely. What do you guys think? Uh, was it Cody you said asked this question? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, you know, what, what 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 do the listeners think? Let us know if you'd be down for, you know, maybe some sort of competition or something like that. Or mm. you know, uh, we'd we'd certainly you know think it'd be a cool idea. Yeah, definitely. Like, Again, it's like, like would would it be for a retrospective episode? Would it be for a one off new? I think movie that's the thing. That probably be thing. easier it's for a of... retrospective stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely like to bring in someone who obviously has a passion for something. Like obviously, mm. Halloween last year. Like we weren't the most passionate for Halloween. Yeah. And, and there are certainly other people that could have provided a different take on it. Um, so I feel like stuff like that would be interesting um, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for those questions. Um, we did have many more questions. Uh, the next one, um, we all, so uh, we had some regards to like Endgame and obviously uh, Game of Thrones, so we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, the, the next one is from Joe, um, who says, this is a very interesting one, what if the hype train free from hell is not that good? Why, why, why would you even say that, Joe? <laughs> why, why would you even say that, man? Like, <laughs> don't do that to me. I mean, we've kind of said it in passing, in jest, in the show. Um, I mean, I mean, what, 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 I would, <laughs> what I would say, Joe, is uh, go back and listen to our Saw retrospective that mm-hmm. we did over two very long episodes and then listen to our episode on Jigsaw. Yeah. That's what it will be like. <laughs> yeah, but like 10 times more sad. <laughs> I don't um, know. I don't know if it would be. <laughs> I, think it w- I think it would be at this yeah. point. This has been years um, of hype. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I 
realistically, I know what to expect from a Rob movie, you mm. know, and I, I kind of what he's given us in the past and kind of certainly there are mixed bags of it, but I kind of feel like the expectation gap is quite a lot more narrow with a Rob movie and kind of Rob with these characters as well. Mm. Um, I'm not saying like that it's going to be better or worse than kind of the previous two, but we kind of know what to expect at this point, kind of the cast, the direction and everything else. So yeah, you know, I, I'd be surprised if we hate the movie, but let's, let's yeah. check back in and see. But yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be surprised. I'd be very, yeah, disappointment levels would be at an almost, you know, uh, you know, it, it's jigsaw level of disappointment. Yeah, I'd be surprised if we flat out hated it, but I definitely mm. think there's a chance that it would disappoint, obviously. I mean, yeah. we've talked about it countless times on the show, obviously, yeah. in just like the hype levels. And I, I definitely think sequels in particular yeah. has, has been a very bit mixed bag for the show. Hype and it, quite it, often does ruin movies for me. Well, it's, yeah. it's very, in regards to the sequels, like, it's very hard to release a satisfying sequel. Like, time and time again, even early this year with something that we liked, like, Happy, Happy Death, Death Day to Day. You, like, mm-hmm. wasn't anywhere near the levels that we obviously had hoped from, given the original movie. And so, like, that is really hard. And, and then, yeah, yeah, Rob stuff. I like, mean, look is, at Scream 2, you know, they, hmm. they, I mean, they talked about it in there, you know, what, what sequels are better than the originals? Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it is uncommon. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, Halloween 2 is like the prime example of kind of, you know, yeah. it was a Rob movie, very excited for it, loved the original or his his Halloween. And then, yeah, just I, I detest that movie. And so I would, <laughs> I don't know what I would do if this was on the similar levels of that. I really don't. Um, yeah. Imagine if there was a Devil's movie that you detested. To like I know. H2. That would just bum me out so much. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want that now. Like, I want no. to see what that's like. No, I don't. <laughs> Why do you want to see the world burn? God damn it. Um, no, just your world, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for that one, Joe. We'll probably find out sooner or rather than later. Because like you said, I feel yeah, like we will get it next week. <laughs> that is going to be when we see it. If we see those, like, obviously we've seen the still images and we know the cast and everything, but seeing those actors in seeing those them roles. actually talk. Yeah, yeah we, we what all know sort of the scenario they're in because because at this point we're gonna we have to h- hear and see those three characters in a trailer. So then we kind of get the feel where this movie's gonna be. Mm. You know, is it gonna be a, a prison movie or whatever that we've kind of talked about and and kind of think it's where it's going? Like we'll know from the trailer, or you know, if it's a if it's a full on trailer. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that Rob is heavily involved in the process as well with the trailer, you know, mm. or seems to be, because that was a bit of a concern. Obviously, yeah. we did speak about the fact that we'd be surprised if he wasn't, but I'm glad that that has kind of been confirmed because I don't mm. want there to be crazy shit in the trailer. Yeah. Just enough for the hype chain to continue. Yeah, I mean, that's what is really fascinating, obviously. We haven't really talked about it at all um, for a while, but obviously when this first got announced, that was our main issue, was like, okay, this is awesome, but what the hell is yeah, going on? They're like, dead. They're, <laughs> exactly. Spoiler alert for the end of Devil's Rejects, they're dead. Um, and yeah. we know that they are absolutely not dead, or I guess we assume that. Um, you, mm. should, you should never always... Uh, yeah, we, we don't know. Do we even know for a fact that this isn't like a prequel or anything? Like, has he... 100 percent confirm that like i mean they look know. a lot older and obviously the public are aware of them we know that with the free for free stuff and it seems yeah. like they are in jail but even um, that we don't even know if that's like marketing like mm. we don't know 100 percent anything yet and you know the the trailer does confirm a lot of that for us um you know i yeah. feel like we you know we we can fairly safely assume that this isn't a prequel and that they have they did somehow survive but until we you know 
it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I can't wait to find. Like I say, yeah, I, I'm I know. kind of. We talk about it so much, but I, I still can't stop talking about it. <laughs> I'm really worried about the trailer because I hope they don't reveal how they survived. I really hope it just shows them in what we've seen in the stills, which mm. is in a prison and interacting with other characters. Because I don't, I want to know, like, I want to see that for the first time watching the movie. Um, you know, if it is a case of them being rushed to a hospital or anything like that. Um, but yeah, we'll find out sooner rather than later. Thanks we for that will. question. Um, next one is from Kyle, uh, who says, it's pretty simple, but what's your favorite killer kid movie and why? Um, what what I sort mean, of springs I to mean, mind it, for you? I mean, it is tough. That's a tough one. I think um, definitely the Omen, um, the first Omen. I you know we we talk a lot about not liking those type of movies, but you know that is kind of the OG or one of the OGs, and kind of I really enjoyed that movie. Kind of um, and so yeah, proper proper like that. I think um, I guess you can argue. Pet Cemetery is a killer mm. kid movie. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, if anyone's well, seen it, yeah. Um, <laughs> and like I say, we spoke about that for some re- some for some reason in my mind. I like that movie, but I can't really remember anything else about it. So yeah, sure. Why not throw it into this list as well? Yeah. <laughs> um, does the ring count? Yeah, that was going to be my pick. Really, was that um, yeah. it's it's very different, obviously, um, yeah. but it is a kid that is killing people. Um, yeah, I was so like, it seems bullshit, but like, yeah, because in yeah, that like case, that, the ring. Yeah, that would be mine for sure. Like, I love that imagery of Samara with the long black hair coming out mm. of the TV. Like, I think that's awesome. It's one of the fa- my favorite things as a kid, and yeah. it always massively creeped me out. And sorry, um, guys, I'm the American ring as well for me. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, they're both great. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, they're both great. It's just the one that I grew up with. Yeah um so yeah that would be my pick for sure uh but yeah thanks for that one kyle um next up we have uh one from matt who says if you could pick any horror villain to sit on the iron throne who would you choose and why oh i mean Mm. uh freddy krueger because he's my boy (laughs) as already discussed yeah (laughs) um it's difficult really like i I don't don't know like i know he's not a horror villain but i would who would you want I, I want to see Ash Williams on the phone. I was going to say, I was, I was literally going to say Ash Williams. Yeah. Uh, that would be good. I think um, Pinhead would look good on there. Oh, yes. Definitely. Mm. Yeah, that's such his aesthetic, like, for sure. Yeah. And, like, with the, you know, well, he really commands had, a crew of people. Uh, um, uh, who was it that wore the Cenobite outfit, <laughs> like, two weeks, two weeks ago? Well, who, who what wore a Cenobite outfit? Yeah, she literally looked like a... Um... What, in Game of Thrones? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what you're referencing right now. Um, it was Sansa. It was Sansa oh, when she had okay. the sit-down with um uh, with Danny. She literally oh. had, like, the leather-like thing on with all hooks on almost. Yeah. It looked like a Cenobite outfit. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I think, I think Pinhead. I think Pinhead for sure. Like he's he's the natural leader, of course, of the Cenobites, yeah. so he can command the, the Seven Kingdoms. Um, yeah, yeah, he can command look, the dead. He can yeah. he can take control of the living. Like he's gonna look uh, damn good on that throne for sure. Yeah. Like yeah, that's that's definitely got to be the pick. Um, but yeah, thanks for that one, Matt. Um, just just one that come in as well from Cody actually. Um, he said, "Did you watch Terrifier yet? Uh, was that you talked about that didn't you, yeah. a few weeks ago? Yeah, with um, Terrifier. I have not, so I need to. Um, yeah, it's fantastic." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I did speak about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, the, I thought it was, you know, it was, it was dumb, uh, and has almost no storyline, but the clan was fantastic. The gore and violence was just crazy. And so if that's what you want, which it was what I wanted, 
uh yeah it was great like um i'm buzzing for terrified too yeah i need to see that for sure is it, yeah, is it on netflix do. um no it on amazon where, Prime? where was it i saw it i saw it on now tv <laughs> oh, okay right yeah there's just so many like demand services now it's so hard to yeah keep that's track the problem yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely want to watch that one yeah, yeah thanks worth, for all those questions really worth watching um bumper collection this week all great ones but yeah keep mm-hmm. them coming for the future um and they haven't stopped yet <laughs> yeah so we yeah we need to talk about a tv show um that happened in the last week um are we just gonna are we gonna throw up a spoiler warning like just beforehand or i mean i feel like uh, it's hard isn't it to obviously talk about it yeah i mean we have to you you've only got to go on twitter and that's the uh, thing hbo are putting out spoilers so that's the thing there are certain level there are certain things that demand yeah. you not talk spoilers yeah. like endgame when, and then there's when, the absolute the opposite russos, which is game of thrones yeah, when, when the when the russos are putting out letters saying please don't spoil endgame i will respect that and i'm yeah. not we will not be spoiling endgame but when yeah. hbo and everyone are kind of the second it is they talk openly about it i feel like we can yeah for sure okay then well so what did you think of episode three um yeah it was it was bonkers like <laughs> um it was weird because when it first started and we kind of started to get the the battle and it was at night and kind of um and then kind of the the kind of um snowstorm or whatever it was the storm kind of came over and everything i was a bit disappointed that it wasn't this kind of bright kind of i had in my mind this you know bright lord of the rings battle and it was so dark and gritty mm. and i was kind of against that to begin with but as it started to kind of build up and escalate i think that's the thing because of the, because of the end of episode two i expected this episode to punch you in the face from the start but it was just kind of like a punch that kept getting harder and harder mm. <laughs> like it, it did it did start off slow and then by the end of it it was just absolutely batshit crazy um, with an added stealth section in the middle as well yeah i i had i had issue with that section mm. um it was very quiet wasn't it considering it's in the middle of a bloody war zone <laughs> yeah because Aya just kind of isolates herself from the pack and then kind of straight up has like a zombie scene almost where she's and i the the issue i had more than anything because i can kind of give them a bit of a pass that it is bullshitty that there's this crazy mayhem going on and she found this quiet thing but i'm okay with you know with some bullshit if it kind of gives me good moments but Mm. aya's character seemed to have shifted at that point she wasn't this badass she was quite intimidated and scared and um I understand that she's like, you know, she she's obviously this crazy good warrior and she knew she was outnumbered and outgunned, but she her face was just pure terror and kind of anxiety. And I kind of felt like she probably could have been a bit more stealth and, and collected with it instead of the way she did it, because then ultimately she kind of gets back to being kind of hardcore again. And it was kind of like she was broken for a spell there, which I felt a little bit odd with and um yeah it was a weird you know, scene. i didn't fit in, hasn't been fit into her character for such a long time now yeah it was a, it was so calm and collected for it so was long. so thrown in and it wasn't one i particularly enjoyed at the time having now obviously seen the whole episode and knowing what it was lead to i think it absolutely <clears throat> serves that purpose like it reminds yeah. us the audience and aya that look you're you even though you are a badass warrior now you're you're an assassin like yeah. you're a quiet assassin you know with all the all the training that she's had and so you need to go back to that and they, they're very much showing you look she can move without making a single sound and of course yeah but i felt like she was doing moments. that not in like a calm way she was almost kind of i think of, she was rediscovering it though wasn't yeah she, maybe maybe yeah yeah um but yeah and i mean so i mean 
I guess because we're talking full spoilers, like mm. how did you feel about the ultimate payoff then? Was it the, was it what you wanted? Like how do you? I think so. Like I I really enjoyed the episode overall. Like I definitely have my problems with it. Um, and yeah. it's I think my main issue is what you touched upon is that the the, the fight scene is way too dark. Like I mm. to the point that I hated the first like twenty minutes of this. Yeah. Like it was it was awful. Like it looked really bad. Yeah, um, I was I've like seen, twenty minutes I'm, in and was like, I'm not feeling. I've this seen other like... people complain about this online as well who use yeah. HBO's service in America to watch this, and I watched this on Sky Go in the UK, mm. um, which is obviously a streaming service where it was just the the blacks and the snow and the darkness was so compressed and the quality just wasn't it there felt, you couldn't really tell yeah. what was going on yeah um, i felt that with the dragons like mm. when they were flying i yeah, they really good. I, fe- I felt like i was watching like a pirated version yeah i'm like i'm watching this on the best kind of platform that i that, yeah, like that's a 4K given to TV. me <laughs> yeah yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. that's so i completely this, i'm watching I'm, this on the subscription package with yeah. a 4k tv and i don't feel like this quality is great and i'm glad know? that i it was something that i specifically looked at online to see the reaction yeah, to make sure right. it just my internet or my problem and yeah, yeah. this is a widespread issue yeah. and so i think they completely and to be honest i felt that with game of thrones in other episodes yeah because um, i even feel it with the opening when the game of thrones logo pops up yeah. i feel like that's not crisp yeah like on my tv I've, I've been thinking that all season i'm like what what what's going on but um yeah and i just kind of thought the whole um at this point, that they've cocked teased for the entire season, yeah. and kind of like as they did it more and more, um, I didn't get the dragon payoff that I wanted. No, they were. Um, I mean, that's movie. the thing with this episode. I feel like I a lot of things that build them up were super yeah. inconsequential. Dragons were inconsequential. Jon Snow was pretty inconsequential. Bran was pretty inconsequential. Um, it pretty much came Bran, down to Bran the, wasn't. I don't think. I thought he was. I mean, because he, he gave Arya the dagger. Right, and he obviously served his purpose because he wanted to to lead to the yeah, night like king. Yeah, like he he saw but what was going to happen. There was a few like... bits like where, like early on, he's like, "Right, see ya. I'm going to become a raven now," and then that served yeah. no purpose in the episode. Yeah. That bit was really strange. Yeah, like, that bit was odd. Yeah, there was a couple of bits where the dragons just kind of the, the dragons like... just left the battle, and I was like, I don't know yeah. where they're going well, I'm, now. I'm, I'm not even sure. Like, are two dragons still alive? We know Danny's dragon is still alive, but is John's yeah. dragon still alive? Because that it was hard to got... tell at the end of the episode. Like they kind of got the dragons kind of got wrecked by zombie dragon and mm. then kind of um john got thrown off and we haven't seen his dragon again like it's it's odd and kind of even like the whole the 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 blue flame with the darkness is the bit that looks the worst i think mm. so kind of when the dragon was going mad at john and it was kind of you know firing this blue flame i just felt like that the 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 fire the kind of traditional fire looks fantastic i felt like the blue didn't um yeah. and yeah so they it was definitely one that it wasn't the battle of the bastards let's put it that no, way not even close yeah like, you know that was like close. hype and then it over exceeded the hype this was hype and it was it was it was it was good you know it was, yeah. it was really good but yeah, it, i really you know, enjoyed it yeah it was just exactly. like the, the amount of times like... that especially with episode two which i loved and it very much felt like everyone's gonna get wrecked and it, i'm not someone who wants every character to die and that's the only way i'm gonna enjoy the show mm. but the amount of cutaways to either brianne or jamie or samuel that were just getting overwhelmed by yeah. the dead and then you would cut away and not see them and you think wait did they die and then no nope, yeah. you cut back and to them 10 minutes later and, and they're in the same situation and, and also like, kind of at the end of the episode, the one thing I thought they did a poor job on is it literally looks like the only people that are alive are our main characters. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like they killed there, every there single sub-character. Yeah, there wasn't just... Well, not even that, just like random soldiers. Like, yeah. 
there was Jamie and Brian in one bit. There was, you know, there was. That's the um, bit at the start with I can't remember what like, his, the name is, but the guy who who um is obsessed with Daenerys, he's the oh, one that goes yeah, with the Dothraki name is, yeah. into the bloody yeah. darkness, and they yeah, obviously yeah. all he's get ruined. He's the only one that comes out on a horse. <laughs> he just yeah, comes there's back. a couple that run back, and he just kind of runs back. Yeah, and it was things like that where, yeah, it was. You know, I realize, you, like you say, I don't need everyone to die, and mm. certainly, kind of, a couple of the, the deaths in this one, I, I thought I'm glad they got like a moment. I really enjoyed Theon. Um, yeah, I thought that was a great kind the of little girl circle. was really good, as um, well, and her time. one was really good, exactly. Mm. So I really, I really enjoyed those, and even kind of Mormont's kind of one Jorah's kind of you know with Danny at the end was was really good as well so I felt like they all had their thing um but it just felt I felt like like literally all of the Unsullied have gone apart from um Grey Worm isn't it or something yeah Grey Worm yeah Yeah. I was gonna say it's something Worm um you know I think all of the Unsullied have gone because all of them like and why would he not stay with them Mm. why did he go back you know the whole the whole point of him and it was just kind of yeah it just feels like the only people that are alive are our main characters that you know and no other foot soldiers I feel like they're going to be going to King's Landing with two dragons and like 10 cast members yeah, and like um, I think the crypt stuff was really poorly handled as well. Like it was. Yeah, because so... I, I spoke about it last week. Yeah, you know, and said that you thought it was going to happen. Then when it did happen, there was just no real payoff to it. No, and, and like the amount of times they kept building towards Sansa and uh, yeah. Tyrion doing something. Yeah. you know, they had the dagger, and they both kept saying like Tyrion was like, "I need to be out there fighting. This needs to be my moment." And then you yeah. know, Arya said to Sansa like, "You know, just, uh, stab him with the pointy end." So they'd set up yeah. so much stuff, and in the end, they just yeah. stood in a corner and waited. <laughs> yeah, and even when they had their embrace where they kind of you know you could they, they showed affection for each other yeah. and it seemed like they were then going to like turn around and fight and then they just carried on standing there looking at each other and i was like yeah. okay this is a bit awkward now it was yeah, weird it, like given, given that for, for eight seasons they built to this is the main threat it didn't feel like this yeah. was the main threat and obviously no. for me personally we know it's not. like i'm kind of happy about that because like i think yeah. that the character driven parts of this show is why i love it like the night king to me was never that interesting like no, it was, like, it was like, never he's... as interesting as the lannisters versus the starks so like no. i'm glad that the next three episodes is going to be back to okay what the hell's going on between john show and yeah. Daenerys now like we haven't seen cersei well, for two episodes yeah we're basically going to get like an episode of rebuilding and cersei resurfacing next episode and then we're going to have well, she should attack them immediately of... she should have been watching yeah. this seen how red yeah. they got and immediately attack Great, wouldn't it? Um, I mean, yeah, but yeah, it was it was still really enjoyable. I really enjoyed the Aya scene as well at the end. I yeah, thought I thought the moments really well were brilliant. The, like each little moment, yeah. it was just the overall yeah. cohesiveness of it didn't really work. Yeah. like as yeah. a battle. Yeah, definitely. And it was the first time um, I feel like where they it started to show a little bit the budget. Where I was like, even I was blown away that this is what happens on TV. Like this is yeah. just the standard that they've got now. Like the fact that the darkness was shrouding so much. Yeah, of it. well, I think like you know, as we said, like I had in my mind. Um, lord of the rings yeah which which is crazy to, yes. to kind of expect a tv <laughs> show to get to that level but that's kind of battle of the bastards did give us that yeah and this nearly um, did that, like this had that was almost you know that was kind of helm's deep and mm. i was expecting kind of right what what's our return of the king gonna be and it was yeah. kind of like oh okay you know yeah it, there was moments was when this dark. did feel a little yeah. bit reminiscent of helm's deep when they were coming over the wall yeah, and but then so, yeah, yeah it never got to that point where it felt like there was a million actual people fighting for the death like it just yeah. felt like oh yeah, here's a character like main characters and like three or four soldiers that were dying every now and then i just remember john at the end as well like he was just it felt like he was just running around like a lunatic and i didn't really like that either oh that was str- that was straight out of harry potter he was just trying to get the golden egg win the triwizard tournament right yeah but i mean in, in the end his final plan <laughs> was to just scream in a dragon's face like i don't 
yeah. I don't know. He's supposed to be like the I mean, best warrior they did have. It, did it or did it not work? I mean, it definitely they defeated the Night King, but not. For any I mean, use did, of did the dragon not perish in front of John when he screamed at it? <laughs> he thinks he killed it via a scream. He he's going to go up to Cersei next episode, scream in her face, <laughs> and she's going to stab him in the face. Yeah. So I don't know. It was a weird one. Like it, it served a purpose, and I like I say, even though I did, even though it sounds like I'm ragging on it, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we. I think we both really enjoyed it. It was just yeah. kind of like the hype levels. I guess you know we've spoken about it. Um, yeah. You know, it just wasn't it, it. It wasn't the level that we've known the show to be. Yeah. But we're not at the ending yet. So. No, I'm still pursued. Like now we've got to this point. Like I say, for me personally, I'm glad the Night King is not an issue for the last three episodes, or at least so it seems. I can't imagine they'll yeah. go back on it because it'd be pointless otherwise. No. Um. So now yeah. I'm glad it's like okay, we've still got half a season and to really mm. dig into what's going on with these remaining Definitely. characters. So yeah, I'm pumped. I I cannot wait for it every single week. Um. And yeah, I guess there's there's one other thing we should talk about before we finish. Um. Shall we? A little movie, which, yeah, we're not going to remotely talk spoilers, so do not be worried, um, even if you've seen it or you have not. Most people have seen it, but, of course, some people will not have seen Endgame mm-hmm. yet. Um, yep. We don't really talk about this type of stuff on the show. Like, we no. enjoy them quite a but bit. But someone gave us a win by giving us a question on it. Yes, uh, that was Cody, wasn't it? Um, yeah, he um, says, uh, if you two up. talk about Endgame, I uh, would love to hear what you thought of it and how it ended. Um so yeah, obviously we'll talk Thank about whether you, or not we liked it, <laughs> but we're definitely not going to talk any specifics. Um, no, no. We'll even say like our opinion, good, bad, or, or you know, whatever on an ending, but there will be zero spoiler. Yeah. Um, but this this movie, like, as someone who's got into this quite late, like I hadn't really seen any of the Marvel movies prior to 2017 <clears throat> um, when the Spider-Man came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of tasked myself with watching them all. And it was very much a mixed bag at the time for me. Like, I loved quite a few of them. I loved Captain America um, and a few of the other ones. But I remember, like, watching the Guardians movies. They weren't really my cup of tea. I didn't like Doctor Strange. Um, and there's been quite a few, really, that it's like, it's kind of all over the place. But I really enjoyed you know i loved spider-man i loved black panther um i loved the original avengers i liked infinity war but it wasn't my favorite of the films um but like going into endgame and knowing kind of the stakes were there and obviously they've done such a good job of the hype like let's take a moment to look at that (laughs) because the hype for endgame was unlike anything i've seen and it's equated to have you seen how much goddamn money this movie is oh it's outrageous i can't believe it's done like almost double infinity war and opening weekend it's done over a billion in the opening weekend which is it's, like unheard of it's mad like titanic and avatar are kind of looking a little bit nervous for the yeah. first time since they've been on the list um, yeah i'm yeah, really whether, curious to see where this will end yeah up. it's going to be super interesting um you have to think all those I people think, that saw it opening weekend are the hardcore fans and most yeah. of those are going to want to see this movie twice yeah, most of them are going to see it again and three times you've got the people that are waiting you know i've mm. spoke to so many people that are waiting i'm like you're a psycho like so many people couldn't get the tickets movie. as well yeah. like, if you weren't switched on it's, like us and got them like a month yeah. ago like <laughs> yeah, i've had my tickets out here for like a month but yeah. i think yeah this this movie for me was one of the well it's a unique cinema experience for Mm. me where um i've been a lot more on board with these movies throughout the whole journey you know than than what you have no i haven't been on it since the beginning i can't claim that but i've definitely been a you know it's not a contest or anything like that but you know i've been i've been on board for a long while i've Mm. really enjoyed so many of these um of the entire marvel cinematic universe the avengers all of the avengers movies are high on my list um And I love the ensemble when it comes together. I just love it. Like, um, and so kind of coming into this movie, you know, knowing it was the combination and kind of knowing how Infinity War ends and kind of wanting to know, you know, how that all pans out. 
this movie just did not do anything wrong for me it and it was one of the it was one of the most emotional kind of experiences i've ever seen just kind of from from the opening scene to the end in terms of just getting this payoff that i've been waiting for so long and seeing these characters that i didn't realize i had this care about so much like um you know, I've always kind of, you know, we grew up like watching Batman movies and not seeing Marvel stuff. You know, mm. I didn't know who Iron Man or Captain America was until we saw these versions. I didn't read comics or anything like that. And yeah. so I kind of, you know, suddenly caring more about, you know, an Iron Man and a Captain America uh, more than like I've cared about Batman in, since Dark Knight, you know, is just kind of, um, you know, seeing all those characters finally, you know, kind of you know, in the, in this movie that I've been waiting for. And it, it was just, it was just, I think for me, perfect. Yeah. And I, I need to watch it again. Now I've, now I can know what happens because my head felt like it was going to explode through the entire movie. Cause it was just kind of, you know, I felt like the pacing was perfect. Mm. Um, yeah, we, we've, we've talked a lot about movie length and this is a goddamn three hour movie and it didn't feel like it. I wanted more. Um, I didn't feel bored for one second in this movie. Um, and yeah, it, it, I, I just hats off to him. I think they've executed it perfectly. There's, we're, we're not going to remotely talk spoilers. And, um, I hope that people that listen to this podcast haven't heard anything because there are so many things, so many kind of, you know, characters and everything that I just didn't expect to go the way they did. And I'm so glad that like one still could have ruined that. And mm it was kept perfectly under wraps for me. And I hope everyone gets that experience because it's the experience that clearly the makers want you to have and have fought hard to get, to do their part. And we just need people online to, to do the same, which inevitably isn't going to happen, but hopefully, you know, yeah. most people can get the experience that they should get. I, I think it was fantastic. I think this movie is a ridiculous achievement on every single level. Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this before, and I honestly don't think we ever will. Um, I think that it's obviously the combination of all of these movies, but the care and love that's gone into this, which is, you know, this is a blockbuster movie. It's a big ass movie. It costs like three hundred million dollars or something ridiculous to make, and it's a, a very action packed movie as well. And it's it's a crowd pleaser in all those senses. But the fact that they managed to not only keep me enthralled and interested for for over three hours at not one point did i ever feel remotely bored or check the time it no. went past in an instant which is a three-hour movie okay so that needs to be a li- like made yeah this, this is us talking thing. about a three-hour movie <laughs> yeah and like i wanted way more um yeah. and the fact that i was not only entertained it did things i never expected it to do it it made me like paid off in all the ways i wanted it to it made me laugh more than i think a movie has in years like without being just like silly but just chuckling constantly at the characters like it made me so emotional multiple times like multiple different times not just it's not like they build to one moment and that's the payoff there are multiple different sets of payoffs when we when when we talk about emotion it's not because even like there's an emotional scene as such it's just seeing these moments it was they all stack on top of each other yeah we talk about like epicness like when we got some of these things it was so like the the payoff that i wanted you got the emotion because of that not because there was you know emotional stuff happening um Mm. you know it i think the the acting in this movie as well was just every one of them they all know the characters so well at this point um but they all care so much none of them are phoning it in you know kind of robert Downey jr in particular he's been iron man 
um, in so many of these movies. But, mm. you know, it, and it's not like he's just sick and tired of playing him. He loves that character. He has to, to give that sort of performance because it was just stellar. It was the best performance he's given, I think, across all of the movies, you know, and I think that's the case for quite a few of these characters. Um, That's something that movies like this will never get credit for because it's a big blockbuster. But the fact that you get these amazing actors that know these roles inside out and where else do you see something like that? Someone like Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans or any of the guys, Scarlett Johansson, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, gets to have a character for a decade. Yeah, because they get to do it. And like someone like Jeremy Renner, I just thought was so good in Renner this movie. Renner was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you say, it's, it's, it's almost like falls errand to even remotely like try and pull anyone out because they're all just goddamn excellent. Um, the soundtrack in particular, I thought was one of the greatest soundtracks I've ever heard for a movie. Yeah. The fact that it, it perfectly matched the tone that they were trying to achieve, whether it was his yeah. excitement, his drama, his comedy, it was always bang on. Um, and th- th- yeah, this movie to me, I, I really do think it might be like the greatest blockbuster ever made. Cause I don't know what else yeah. you could want from just no, a, I- from us who, you know, or from me personally, as someone who's not the most, uh, in tune with this universe, loving it i think the most hardcore fans will love all the small references and i think even if you're a casual fan who maybe only you know checked out infinity war and wants to see the conclusion i think they'll love it as well Um, i mean we we saw this movie obviously a few days ago now and like i kind of said to you like in the car ride after like i don't want to get too carried away but like i wonder in my mind will it will it ever not be the the best of the entire universe and i'm Mm. like it's definitely the best one like it's yeah. like they've they've built this up and they've given us the best one as like the the final payoff because it is just this final payoff and everything's so fantastic you know there are there are different movies that we you know me me and you have quite different lists i think if we were to compare but i just mm. think that, you know this one is far and away just just superior so oh, yeah i think it's good. the I best think... mcu movie by far and like yeah. i think it's the best you could possibly want from a superhero movie yeah. which is a very particular type of movie and then yeah when you pull it back to blockbusters like what do you want from your big crowd pleasing movie this has everything mm. like i really don't yeah. know how it could get better i guess this. i guess the only thing is that you have to i wonder if like the only thing is if you took it as like a standalone movie, mm. which is silly to do. But, well, I mean, know, I mean, it's, it's literally impossible you know, to because you yeah. have to have at least seen Infinity War. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, because this is a sequel to yeah. that movie. Because like, I've, cause I've spoke to a couple of people because this, this movie, I think, is so goddamn special. I've spoke to a couple of people that haven't seen, like, that somehow have been under a rock. Mm. And I'm like shit how many what do you have to see and i was like well you kind of have to see the avengers movies and then like oh well kind of you know civil wars and must and and then you start to chip away and i'm like nah you should just watch more <laughs> yeah, th- this movie makes that worthwhile where this is the first yeah, time now because, as someone who got into even, this in the last couple of years i would now say watch them all because yeah, the, even if you don't like them all like me yeah, it's doctor worth strange it in the, end. the perfect example like yeah. doctor strange uh you know, kind of talking about him in Infinity War because we're not going to talk about Endgame at all. But like, you know, his character's in in Infinity War a chunk of the time. And if you don't really understand him and what he's doing and these weird kind of circles that he's drawing and stuff, mm. it would it would take you out of the experience. And kind of yeah. watching his movie gives you kind of the, you know, um, oomph that you you know the, the understanding that you need, and it just makes it all come together so well. Yeah, it's just a remarkable achievement. Like uh, having when we watched it, I, d- I don't think we've ever been so flawed by a movie where no. I just didn't even know what to do with myself. I, I just I couldn't to talk to you as the credits it. rolled. Like <laughs> no. I couldn't talk to you about the movie because I, I I honestly felt like my head was going to explode. I felt if I opened my mouth, my head would just explode. It just felt <laughs> weird to even try and think about anything else yeah. other than what we've yeah. just yeah. seen. We were like, we're going to have to 
goddamn talk about Prodigy, and that's not to shit yeah. on that movie, but it's no. like, oh, I just felt like, how am I going to live my life now? Like after like, like now that this isn't the thing that it's been building towards, it's like, Oh, I guess, you know, you watch game of Thrones and this other stuff, which is great, but you just, it's not going to be the same as the problem we've got with game of Thrones where we were kind of a bit down on it because it's just not end game. (laughs) Yeah. Like I almost, the the sooner I move away from this, the better. Cause I had the same thing over and I just wasn't in the mood to watch another horror movie for a long time. Um, but yeah, this movie is just insane. Like it, it's so so special. Um, I'm super happy that I I joined it late and got to be a part of mm. this. And I would not envy anyone who who wants to kind of turn up their nose about this. And like, oh, it's the it's the new thing. It's the popular thing. It's the yeah. Marvel movie because you are honestly you are missing out. Yeah, on a terrific movie. Just and I think if you if standpoint. if you're listening to this as a horror fan and you kind of haven't stepped into it, it's not too late. Like yeah, just marathon it. It's only like 22 movies. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah and even yeah like it's i don't know man like you you would still get something out of it if you watched infinity war and then this but yeah it's it's something special i don't, I don't know how they've done it that's the thing that blows my no. mind is that i love coming here and talking about these movies each week and we really dissect them this is a movie where i'm like i don't even know how they even like who what sort of mad genius came up with this mm. and like at what point did it fall into your lap at what point did it kind of you know the planets aligned and it just worked or at what point did you really think no 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 this is the yeah. end game and this is what we want to show the audience but then but then even getting to that and then getting like the crazy cast that they got and everything mm. like it's just kind of like everything aligned obviously like the the might of disney and just yeah. kind of everything you know it just it, it was a perfect storm that like you say we'll never see again and we have to we have to enjoy it um yeah. that's all you can you do know. yeah you just have Fantastic. to enjoy it while it's there because you'll not be yeah I, do, I really like you always think um what is going to be the next thing that we yeah. do something like this and it's hard to imagine like, obviously with game of thrones coming to an end with this obviously stage i mean i mean it's weird because i kind of felt that way when we kind of you know it was not nowhere near as long but you know we obviously had like lord of the rings and stuff and obviously for yeah. like uh, you know, Harry Potter was mm. was a big one, and kind of when that ended, I was like, "My God, like, I'm not going to go see Harry Potter movies. Like, that's that's yeah. it's crazy." And you know, obviously, we are. It, it, it's weird because we we are going to still go see Marvel movies. You know, uh, mm. Spider Man's out in like a month. <laughs> yeah, which is really, to be honest, like even though I was excited for that movie, I'm is I've it's really hard for me to get excited for that movie yeah. now. Yeah, exactly, because they've told us this is the end game. Like, yeah. you know, we're, it, it does feel weird that there are clearly, you know, we know that there's Guardians 3 and, mm. you know, other things, you know, Doctor Strange 2 they've spoke about and kind of a couple other things. It's kind of... Well, they do yeah, all this does, TV stuff as well. Yeah, you know, it does feel weird because it's clearly not the end, but it, but it, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's mad. mad. Yeah, it's mad, yeah. but yeah. Oh dear, I think that's about it really. I'm kind of worn out now just even thinking about that movie. Like it's it's yeah. really something special. Um but yeah, ne- ne- the, we've got to keep on trucking because there's some big releases coming out. Um next week we have The Curse of La Llorona in UK cinemas. Um came out worldwide what a couple of weeks ago now, I think. Yeah. Um and we have the the sort of the the Zac Efron take on Ted Bundy mm. um coming as Crazy, well. Eh? Which is, yeah, going to be fascinating to watch. Um, we'll be talking of, about uh, one of those. Yeah. Well, we both should. of them, but one. Yeah, we'll week. get to them. <laughs> we'll get to both of them for sure. Um, but yeah, that mm. was episode 140. And I'll eventually talk about video games because there's yes. some stuff I want to talk about, but it's going to take a while to unpack. And we've unpacked a lot this episode. Yeah, there's so much going on. Like, say, we couldn't. I even, played a doozy. Yeah, and we couldn't even, like, we, I want to talk about Twilight Zone and all this other stuff. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. it's hard. But, um, you know, Game of Thrones and Avengers, man. 
exactly. That shit's good. You don't get weeks like this very often. Uh, but no. yeah, that was episode 141, where at one point we did actually talk about The Prodigy. We did as talk well. about horror movies, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Cause I never could, how could I?